Hello, guys. I was expecting you to interrupt me then. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> Welcome to episode two, the the music show. We've Is both that what got. We're doing this We've both got uh, two album reviews to do. I've got the Discog Dive, yeah. and then we each have a question as well. Yeah, is that it on this show? I think so. Mate, we're too good these days. <laughs> so what do you want to drink oh, straight shit. up? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I'll have a solo again, mate. Alright, so who are you reviewing this week? What do you have this week, just to let the people know? I've got a Jack Boys, by Jack Boys. Bless you. Right. And I have also got This Doesn't Exist, or This Does Not Exist, one of them. By? Lil Darky. Lil Darky, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing Heavy Is The Crown by... Or is it Heavy Is The Head? Actually, I don't even know now. I think Heavy Is The Crown. Let me... No, Heavy Is The Head That Wears The Crown. Heavy Is The Head. But yeah, Heavy Is The Head That Wears The Crown is the saying, but yeah. I didn't know if it was Heavy Is The Crown. But no, it is heavy as the head. And the other one is... Let me get the exact name up because I actually don't know it exactly. It is... I decided because it is A Real Good Kid by Mad... No, wait. What's his name? No, by Mike Posner. Oh, yeah. I just thought... I just randomly thought of Mike Posner the other day. Yeah, like the Pill and Ibiza. Pill and Ibiza. And he had the other one. um, Cooler Than Me, like... 10 yeah. years ago or something so I just thought why not and uh, yeah he had, he did release an album last year I was deciding between a couple and then I saw that this one had an album that Mike Posner had an album so I'm not going to go too much on this one it is quite a shorter side of an album and it's not really rap but I thought mm. I'd just give it a, a mini review yeah, why not there you go and who are you doing your review uh, your Discord Dive On Dive On yes Iggy Azalea Iggy Azalea there you go so you went and listened to Iggy Azalea how many albums does she have? Three. She has three albums and you listen to all of them? Yep. All right. I wanted to find out if she's really as bad as people say she is. As T.I. says. <laughs> so what shall we start with? Do you want to start with that or you want to save the good stuff to the end, you know? I think it will save the good stuff <laughs> to the end. Save the good stuff to the end, so. But first up, I reckon I'm going to hammer out my last 20. So if you want to oh, yes, go yes. with your mini review while I do All that. All right, yep, I can do my mini review of Old Michael. Um, so this album came out very early. I can tell you the exact date, January 18th, so almost a year ago. By the time you hear this, it'll be what, the 15th or something? 15th or 16th? Yes, yeah, so it'll be almost a year. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike Posner unfortunately has lost his dad to brain cancer and he lost a uh, long-time friend and collaborator, Avicii, as well. Obviously, he had the line in, I took a pill in Ibiza, um, sort of dedicated to Avicii as well. But the song Move On is really uh, sad, and it sort of touches on that. And if anyone's seen the film clip, it is quite a, a sad um, song. He's saying that basically he needs to move on and that... Um, to do the things that he wants to do, he needs to move on, and he's now starting to do the things that he wants to do um, because he can. He said that he... I don't know if he's completed it yet. He's He wanted to walk across America, so he walked from one Ooh. side 
all the way to He said it would take about a year, and it's been about a year, so maybe <laughs> he hasn't completed it. Maybe he has. Um, and he just said he wanted to, and he grew this massive beard because he wanted to. He grew his hair out really crazy. That legitimately sounds like Forrest Gump. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but then he did shave the beard off, but he started performing again. He didn't perform for a long time, and he just said that he just wanted to. He wanted to finally take back his life, and um, it's sort of like a cliche that, like, a smile hides the pain behind it. But I think that's what he's really trying to do. And um, it's really a great... Um, it's re- it's a really good song and the, the film clip's really good. He has, like, video clips of his dad, like, slowly deteriorating and, like, he shows the happy times and he shows him with Avicii and times with Avicii. And um, I'm just going to play a bit of it. Um, and, yeah, it's a really cool song and I definitely urge you to listen to it fully, but I'm just going to play a snippet of it here. I love guitar. It does sound lovely, though. He's got a very, like, different voice. Yeah. It's really nice. I like this. Ooh. I don't know what you call that style of drums, but I really like it. Like, it's very tropical. Yeah, it's, like, beachy. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like they're playing on coconuts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but basically, he's saying he, he, he wants to move on, and he has to move on to sort mm. of heal, get better, and to... I think once you... I have never lost anyone extremely close to me, but I would assume to to love someone even more and to sort of cherish them, you have to move on because when you're thinking about them dying, you're thinking that, about the bad stuff. Yeah. And then when you move on... You're, you're remembering of, them. Yeah, you're remembering yeah, them for, for the who better. They are, but who they I could are. be wrong, so let me know in the comments. Um, the, um, the opener, which is January 11th, 2017, which I actually don't know the... Um, significant of I should have looked that up let me look that up right now January 11th 2017 uh, Mike Posner I assume yeah the day my daddy died yeah well that's oh that is the first lyrics I didn't even pick up on that that is the first lyrics of the song I'm pretty sure (laughs) so but it's very um like it's like very harmonistic very like corally very like like we said before beachy beach Mm. boys Sort of thing. I'll play it just at the start here. Oh, I like that. And I, I did like the um. One of the lyrics that I really like. I let me see if I can find it. Um. I don't know. He said something about. Um. Like the day my daddy died, I finally grew up. Something like mm. that. That he he finally became a man when he had to deal with something like that. And yeah, I really like this. Like uh, some of this stuff, like the song "Drip" reminds me of um, a bit of Frank Ocean. I can play a little bit of that. Like very Frank. Yeah. Inspired. Like obviously I don't sound similar, but the styles are very similar. Yeah. And Mike sometimes does sort of talk to his fans because his fans are quite younger because he is more of like a pop mm. um, person. But he does have that older generation that listened to him back almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, to now. But he is sort of... He is always trying to win people back over. Like, oh, I'm coming back this time sort of thing. Like, there's a reason to listen to me. And I think there is a reason to listen to Mike. He's definitely um, matured um, over time now. And, and that's really great to see. And... I'm really looking forward to if he releases a project this year. I think his last project was 
um, multiple years ago. So um, this could be a good sign that he's released. Um, yeah, so 20... Oh, no, wait, 2018 he had an album. Oh, so maybe not here. I think he's just been steadily... Oh, yeah, there was a big gap. There was a five-year gap between 2011 and 2016. So hopefully this means he's releasing more music. So mm. in the last four years, he's released three albums. So pretty yeah, good, pretty good. Uh, hit rate. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'd give this album a six out of ten. It's not for everyone, but there's some really good songs on there. Drip, um, January 11th, 2017, and uh, Move On are definitely the highlights for me. So go check it out if you want um, a more mature pop-sounding thing. And it's... Mm. A little bit um, touching as well, so uh, some sentimental songs on there. Got a bit of everything. There you go. All right, <laughs> hit me with your review of which one do you want to do first? I'll do Jack Boys first. All right, but before we start, I actually forgot about the chips. First up, we got another. Oh, mate, you brought another pack. Yeah, I always bring three. No, we have the lamingtons over here, mate. We do have the lamingtons, but I'd rather not eat them. <laughs> they are They're quite grim. <laughs> mate, you don't have your stubby, mate. Yeah, no, I left it inside. Oh, mate. Bloody rip. Uh, it's the grilled chicken with lime and chilli. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. I noticed, too, like, the Smiths is obviously doing a lot of weird flavours with, like, the lamington, whatever we had. Yeah, like, that, like that's steak. definitely the partner, not this one. Yeah. But, like, I've noticed the chips are huge. They are? Yeah. I don't know the chip, chip sizes. I like, I'm more of a thin cut man myself. No, I like crinkle cut. I don't mind it, but they just go down a bit smoother to me. Uh That tastes like something I can't quite place it. Still not as good as a tomato. So it just tastes like um, sour cream and chives. Tastes like barbecue to me. Alright, so... I would say it's grilled chicken with lime and chilli. Yeah, that's... that's a, I think that's a stretch. Alright, All so right. you had Jack Boys? Yep. So explain to the people what Jack Boys is, or is that in there? That is not in there. So Jack Boys is... um The Cactus Jack Records by Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. It's their first collective album. So who? So who's on there? Who we got? Oh, a lot of people. Travis Scott. Travis Scott, for sure. <laughs> uh, surely that's good. Shecky Wes. Sheck Wes is in there. Yeah. Uh, Quavo's in there. Yeah. Um, Rosalia. Oh. Little, little Baby. Uh, Offset. Don Tolliver. Young Thug. So are they all on the... Pop Smoke. Are they all on the record or are they just all on the I album? assume they are. Like the record label, I mean. Yeah, I think they're all signed. Because isn't Quavo from like Quality Control or something like that? Yeah, you're right, actually. I don't know. I honestly don't even know. But they're they're on that album anyway. Yeah. Alright, so get into your review. Alright, so Travis Scott originally just made music. He was in with Kylie Jenner for a while, very successful entrepreneur. Sure. He then ventures off, does a deal with Nike, does a cereal box cover with General Mills. Oh, you've gotten a bloody history lesson, Roddy. And of People course, better be appreciating this. <laughs> assembles a team of hit makers for his record label, Cactus Jack. This whole time we've been looking at the Travis and Kylie split, thinking Travis missed. But maybe he was just there for an inside look at business. Maybe he was actually the winner. 
I don't think so. <laughs> it was in Kylie Jenner, like, or whatever one it was, like a billionaire, like the yeah. youngest billionaire ever. <laughs> she is the youngest billionaire ever. Dude, she had a coach in it. Like, that's actually impressive I mean, as fuck. Yeah. So, um, all I know right. is the first track is a slapper. It's a remix of Highest in the Room with oh. Lil Baby. He was meant to have a verse on the original, but it ended up getting scrapped. Is it called Highest in the Room Remix? Yeah. Oh, it is. Um, as well as a new edition, Rosalia. Lil Baby was okay. A lot of people seem to think he went off. I don't really think he added too much to the song. But Rosalia, god damn, she just, she left. She Shit left. was good. She, she nailed that. Uh, in the chorus, just before her verse, she did like the Travis ad-libs. It sounded so fucking good. Not many people liked that. What, is, what are the ad-libs again? Scoot! No, she said straight up. Oh, straight up. And it's lit. Oh, that's right. And it, two big ones, like yeah. it was the same, so like auto-tuned, the same emphasis. Like it sounded so good in her voice. I think she did that really well. Um, I think compared to the original song, it, it is better until you get to Lil Baby and then it sort of just like fizzles out. Right. At that point, I'd just rather listen to the original. So is Travis Scott remixed or is he just the exact same? Uh, he's got the exact same. It's still him on the chorus and he's kept the first verse. Which is him? Yeah. Oh, but he didn't change his verse? No. Okay. I don't remember if the original has two or three verses, but he got rid of, like, the other one or two. Wait, so Rosalina had a verse, not a chorus? Yes. Oh, right. Um, and the, the second track, titled Jack Boys, is an instrumental, right. which surprised me. It's only 47 seconds long. Uh, the album itself is only seven tracks long, clocking in at 21 minutes. 21, a, 21, 21. For a collaborative album, in their first album, I thought it was going to be, like, much bigger. You know? No, they know not to clog the market. <laughs> uh, the instrumental wasn't bad, though. It was produced by uh, Wonder Girl, who works with Travis Scott a lot, and Mike Dean, who produced Highest in the Room. It had, like, massive bass lines, like, wa- weaving in and out with the synths, just going crazy. Uh, it had some nice little like guitar plucks that then continued in to the next track, which was a nice little transition. And at the end of the instrumental, all of the synths just like abruptly stopped. And the next track, Gang Gang, starts with Sheckwares just saying, What the fuck is we doing? And just as he says... And then Elon Musk comes in. <laughs> now, now that he's like hanging out with... Grimes. I didn't even know they were together. And they're expecting a kid. I don't even know who Grimes is, to be honest. She's like... Isn't she, like, tatted up? I'm not sure if she's got tats, but she definitely, like, dyes her hair and wears, like, black dresses and, like... Like, she's, like, a bit gothy. Yeah. I think I have seen her before, maybe, but not extensively. Definitely a weird match with Elon Musk. I think he does need to, um... To start rapping, though. That would be cool. He's a funny fella. Um, but yeah, and then just as Sheckwood says the we part in that, the plucks sort of pick back up. And after a few a few bars of like, yeah, yeah, the drums and the bass just fucking pound. This track features Sheckwood's Don Tolliver, 
luxury tax, and then obviously Travis Scott. Yeah, shot the luxury tax. Um, I was a little bit upset when I first heard Sheck's voice, I will admit that. He does have insane energy, but liac- but lacks creativity almost everywhere else. Um, like, if we go back to Mobamba, the most iconic point in that track would be like the, fuck, shit, bitch, and that wasn't him. Like, he didn't think of doing that. Uh, and in his album, Mad Boy, it was all just like the same song, but yeah, maybe under someone's supervision, he'll shine here. Maybe you just need someone with good creative vision. Um, after all, Travis Scott is known for having some of the best and most unique production on the tracks. Um, but the song is still uninspired. Gang back in the stew. Gang, 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 gang. Ah, yeah. Gang back in the stew. Gang. Young neighbor win. Win, win, win. Bitch, how can I lose? So it's not, not too good. Uh, I've actually copied a lot more than that in here. Oh, that, I've copied the whole bloody verse. So after that, sort of, basically just ad-libs, he says, I ain't with the gang, 50 gone shoot, me and Trav in a coop, paparazzi we switch the route, your bitch getting loose, I'm in LA with the views, I'm in LA with your boo. Boom. Uh, that's that's the verse. Uh, so the the song does start off slow, but it picks back up when Travis took the second verse. He's got a couple of lines in there. Uh, Jack make them boys come alive, better not fuck up the vibe, which I think brings up a pretty good uh, point. Travis's music has a sole goal of making like a huge mosh. He always gives very energetic performances, like that famous photo of him holding the, the mic stand above his head. And he's even been... Uh, arrested in the past for inciting a riot. So if you're on a Travis song, you'd better bring it, and if you don't, you're going to stand out. Uh, Don Tolva has the chorus. He kills it. He's got great energy. Lyricism is definitely riot-worthy. I'm switching lanes, trying to maintain duck and boys in the blue. See you holding out on my change. I'm needing all of the loot. Give me the loot! (laughs) That's one of the best ad-libs I've ever heard in my life. Um, third verse goes to Sheck again. He actually did pretty well. Um, and then he quickly ruined it. I do want to play that. Why the fuck am I on A1 Hip Hop? What's that? 127. So this is pretty good. Like, I do like this. This is good energy. I don't really like this as much. <laughs> Who's that? That reminds me of Amigo. Oh, it's when um, Takeoff just, like, talks on a song. Oh, yeah. That's what, it, that's what that sounds like. Um, and at this point is where Luxury Tax hops on. I've never heard of him. He's actually really good. He starts out by telling you not to fucks with him. Uh, luxury tax, uh, my water, um, luxury tax my water by G, P-I-R-U, bitch, I bang what I bleed. That is heavy. That's hard to say, but that's heavy. He had a nice little bit in the middle of his verse as well, uh, bitch rolling some weed, you know, the gang in the stew, bottles on bottles, 1942, 
models on models with shit, nothing new. You might catch some shots. You might catch some shots taking shots at the crew. I like my hose by the two. And like with the by the two, you know, he's got bottles on bottles, models on models, shots taking shots. Like everything he said was like, there's two of them. That's yeah. like a simple thing, but very clean. I like that a lot. Next track, had enough. Mate, pour one out for my boy. <coughs> I'd love if your shoes were there or something. Mate, you poured it on the bloody glass, on the pen. Take off was lost. Again, uh-huh. been left off. Both Quavo left and Offset off. had the song. Why don't Why don't they just bring Take Off? Surely they've learnt. They should change his name to Left Off. <laughs> uh, it had Don Tolliver on there as well. He had the first verse and then the chorus. And then Offset and Quavo had verse two and three respectively. Offset had a weird line to end his verse with. I want the buns like the sesame. That was a bit of a, a bit of a miss, but Quavo, maybe 2020 is the year for Quavo to return. He killed it. It was only a small verse, like six lines, but it was really smooth. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the next track either, Out West. It has both Travis Scott and Young Thug in it. You're a bit of a Thugger fan, so you'll probably like it a little bit more than me. I think it just needs a little bit more variety. Like the melody is just a sample of a flute, like looping throughout. And both artists, both artists deliver like high-pitched auto-tuned performance. Nothing particularly wrong with that, but I think it's just missing some like some low end, something a little bit different, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thug came through with some weird stuff again too. Uh, I just come, I just put my cum in her pussy. Now it's wet. The way she was drinking my spit, and she, she bad as it get. Her mouth kick, it's slick. She she knows she got the kick with a fire hydrant pussy. There you go. Uh, the second last track, What To Do, has only Travis and Don Tolliver on it. Super synth heavy, the two just glide over the beat. Chorus is simple but very catchy. Uh, still fucked up, still fucked up, don't know what to do. like that a lot. Uh, for the most part, the two were singing, but they do rap a little bit at the start of each of their verses. I think Don was the better of the two as well. Um, I woke up on the 17th, drunk as hell. You're telling me I was in the club full of jealousy, damn near caught a felony. Travis was okay, but I just don't think he went quite as hard as old mate Don. And then the very last track, obviously inspired by some 6ix9ine, is called Gatti. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually made that joke before I listened to it, and it's 100% a 6 9 song. It's a remix of OK OK by Pop Smoke. French Montana's verse has been dropped, and they've just added Travis's instead. I don't know if you've heard the song or not. I will play a little bit. I think 6 9 would just go off on it. It's like one of the hardest-sounding gangster songs of all time. Like It's like Rick's Ross voice, but raspier. Sounds like, um, I don't know, that sounds like an old school beat to me, like. I, I don't know how old OK OK is. Sounds like something like Jeezy would bloody sing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, what's that song with Jeezy and Akon? Oh, I, I know what you mean, but I've got no fucking clue. Mate, Akon is someone I haven't thought of for a long time. <laughs> the Jeezy and Akon song, um, 
paid life is paid or paid in full or I'm so paid. Yeah. No, it was released in 2019. I don't know. That sounds like song. that song. <laughs> I'm so paid or something like that. I'm looking that song up right now. <laughs> so I think that song is hard, but then when Travis comes in with like his very smooth auto-tune voice, it didn't mix too well. I think he should have distorted it like a little bit. Um, I do think it's one of the worst songs on the album. If 6ix9ine jumped on this track and did his like trademark screaming, I think the track would just go off. Um... Overall, I was actually fairly disappointed by the the album. It was way shorter than I was hoping. The quality of the artists were, for the most part, just okay. Like, there are a few shines like Don Tolliver, Luxury Tax. I think that's pretty much it. Travis at times went off, but for the most point, they were just, like, okay. Uh, Production throughout was pretty on point, but, like, for an introductory album for a whole record label, I thought it was very uh, underwhelming, uh, which... Is a shame because I'm a big Travis Scott fan, but uh, my favourite track was What to Do. My least favourite was Gatti. I'm rating it a five out of ten. There you go, five but, out of ten. And I did find that song. You did. <laughs> it is called I'm I'm So Paid. Like, yeah, isn't the cover of him like, like in front of a plane? Nah, on like a beach. Oh, like oh, that's the right. Ocean. Yeah, yeah, like a suit. <laughs> Alright, so let's do Big Michael. Big Storms. And the first track is called Big Michael too. Alright, so Stormzy, follow up to Gang Signs and Prayer Hands. Wait, what's it called? Not Prayer Hands, I think it's just called Gang Signs and Prayers. Mm. Yeah, not Prayer Hands. That would have been a cool name though. <laughs> Wait, is it called Gang Signs and... And Prayers. Yeah, Gang Signs and Prayer. Oh, Prayer, yeah. Prayer hands would have been cooler because like gang signs you do with your hands and prayer hands. And that's the emoji. Yeah. Gang signs and prayer hands. Stormzy. <laughs> Call me next time. Um, but yeah, Heavy as the Head is the follow-up. It, that came out in 2017. I thought it came out way earlier than that. I thought it came out in like 2015. I thought we were uh-huh. waiting a long time. But two years. Well, basically three years. Um, but yeah, this song had some... Uh, this album had some really good songs. Like I really did enjoy uh, Superheroes. I did enjoy Big Michael, Audacity, Crown, um, Do Better, Pop Boy, um, and obviously Vossy Bop and Wiley Flow were highlights for me. So I did like over half the album. So um, I did uh, enjoy this album a lot. This is one of the f- few reviews of... Uh, English rap that I've done of UK hip hop wouldn't really classify this as grime. Um, it's a bit too poppy for that, and that's what Wiley has called him out on. And that's what's funny about Wiley. Wiley is sort of the creator of grime. He sort of did sort of start this because before grime was like UK hard rap, it was like electronic mm. music, like it wasn't even rap. Um, and Wiley is calling Storms out and saying you sold out, but Wiley's doing the exact same thing, but just not as good. <laughs> Wiley's basically saying you're selling out and becoming a pop star, and then he's just getting angry because Wiley's doing a worse job at him. Like Wiley's trying to do the same thing. He's worked with Drake, he's worked with other big names, but he's just 
nowhere near as successful the level or and the um, as successful as um, Stormzy. So I think they've sort of gone back and forth on this, and um, I don't know if I don't think he even can Stormzy change the song Wiley Flow because it is a homage to Wiley, mm. and I, they're obviously beefing at the moment. But it could be all for publicity. Um, but I don't really think Stormzy needs the publicity. But no. let's get into the um, review. So it starts off with Big Michael, and the intro is just some man saying, Stormzy, you need to release music in it, bruv. That's basically what he says. He says, release some fucking music, man, dickhead. <laughs> um, That's 50-50, isn't it? Yeah. And one of my favorite lines is um, is the first line of the whole album. Said I went mainstream, suck your mum. <laughs> I remember that line. Um, Suck your mum. Not top two, top one, top one, top one, top one. Like he does a really good job, and in the first two songs, Big Michael and Audacity, he does this really cool. He does it throughout the album, but he does it really great um, in this song where he just sort of like changes the like the tone of his voice. Like he'll just like he'll go to like talk like rapping normally, and then he'll just like start talking really quietly. Just like in between and then just integrate it back in. And it's a really cool... I can't remember the... Um, it was when he was talking about Henry VIII. What is he talking about that? Oh, that's a cool thing to talk about. <laughs> like, I like that. Mm. I like the brass. Yeah. Like, he does like a really good job. And I really like the... Um, what was the line? Uh, man's not scared of ticks or spiders. They think man's scared of sets and ciphers. Oh, like, I think that's a really cool yeah. line. Um, we lie on prayers. Dem threats won't find us. Um, but yeah, obviously, if you've kept up with the UK rap scene, um, and this album coincidentally was released on the day the voting closed for Brexit, um, and for the oh, not for Brexit. Uh, I think it was for Brexit, but for the. I don't know, the the polls closed. I'm not really up to date with the the actual politics, but I know Stormzy has been a massive advocate and uh, he's been like a spokesperson for um, the black youth. He's obviously um, funded uh, black youth to go to Cambridge um, University. Uh, he's um, obviously, he had people yelling out, fuck Boris Johnson um, at festivals, at shows, um, obviously with Vossi Bop. Um, and he went to that, um, like his, his school and talked to, I think it was like grade four kids or something. Probably. Yeah. And someone asked him, why don't you like Boris Johnson? And he's like, oh, he's a, he's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that he's sort of become this spokesperson for the UK people and especially, um, for the black youth in particular. Um, the song soup, black youth, youth. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the song Superheroes really highlights this, talking about um, black kings, black queens, um, and then he sort of highlights a lot of people. Serena or Venus, obviously the Williams sisters. Um, Mallory Blackman, uh, who's an author, um, talking about um, all that banging on the door, got my girl shook, look, sorry officer, I only sell hooks. Obviously talking about um, he's a musician. Uh, he talks about Nina Simone, Lil Sims, um, see her on stage. I know that women can become kings. Um, he talks about who else did he talk? He talked about more people. He talked about um, 
He said, uh, trying to scare us with some things that, are n- that we're no longer afraid of. Men are superheroes. Let me see you take off. I pray you never have to take your cape off. Um, he talks about Michael Dapper. I'm not sure who that is, but I assume... That's Big Shark. Is it? I'm pretty certain <laughs> that's... <laughs> like, that's his actual uh-uh. name. Like, obviously, Big Shark is just a character. Well, it could be, because he said, I'm from the place where Michael Dapper made a smash hit, where you can be a rapper if you rap sick. So maybe it is, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that's Big Shark. Big Shark, there yeah. you go. Um, and then he also does say what a time it is to be a black Brit, which is um, a lot of uh, British people are, uh, that are like black um, are really... Um, making waves like we even see guys in youtube ksi we see mm. guys on tv um obviously these guys are already established but idris elba um there's that guy that was in get out i forget his mm. name um and he was out of black mirror too you've obviously got stormzy Lil sim slow tie you got a bunch of guys um crept in conan um skepta like you got a lot of people um coming just from the uk and then you obviously got to talk about all the people um, in the United States and all around the world that are just bringing a great name um, to the people. And uh, the UK um, and England certainly haven't um, been guilt-free or uh, innocent in racism. Racism is very rampant um, throughout the world, but as well as England, as well as Australia, the United States, uh, a lot of Europe... Um, Italy in particular that I've seen anyway. I'm sure a lot of other countries are too, but um, Stormzy is just trying to break this sort of oppression and break these kids, this youth, out of uh, the cycle of uh, oppression, Or really. Um, but yeah, that's that. So that's those two songs. Audacity is my favorite song on this album. Like uh, He debuted this actually on Zane Lowe's uh, podcast or the whatever it was, like his music daily thing where he releases new music um is it on a tv show i don't even know oh, on a radio show i'm not sure but uh this was oh this was definitely my favorite track heady one is on this who actually just did get sent to prison for six months um he had a lock knife on him without good reason so the fuck is a lock knife so a knife that so or i always thought it was just a like a fold knife or what are they called oh, like a switchblade like a switchblade but yeah sticks in that position so like okay. you can yeah but it's essentially a switchblade but it doesn't go back down like ever no like... like you can press a button oh, okay. i feel like that's just a switchblade yeah know. oh well there's a difference between a lock knife and a switchblade apparently I don't okay know. <laughs> um but yeah you can't obviously have that knife crime is a huge deal um mm. in the uk and canada as well i recently learned um yeah yeah, a lot of places where you can't have guns, knives are probably your next best bet. So, oh yeah, um, I think the big problem in Australia is like crowbars, bottles, yeah, glasses. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like this. So Heady One uh, is away at the moment, but he released this song and he did. He was in the music video. So um, audacity, obviously talking about uh, people having the audacity to test him. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite lines is. Um, who the fuck went and gassed you up like you're good enough to be clashing me? Oh, please stop harassing me. Charge me up and put gas in me. The little fish want to try ting. Oh man, the audacity. Like, charge me up and put gas in me. That got mm. me so hyped up when um, when I heard that. 
Fuck, he is hard. Um, I really liked... Uh, had to slang this cane, no Harry. Now my track suits say Balmain Parry. Smoke on bro, no Cali. So you better know Welbeck Danny. And then that's two uh, football lines. There's a, uh, there's a striker called Harry Kane. Kane, no Harry. Obviously, he's talking about cocaine. Um, and then, so you better stay well back, Danny. There's a player called Danny Welbeck. And he's obviously using a play on words uh, there. Uh, I like this line too. Because I learned how to work this handy. Knowledge is power. Ask Gandhi. Gandhi, Andy. <laughs> handy, rather. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks. Really great. Um, I will say throughout the middle of this, it's it sort of clogged up and I didn't really like a lot of filler. Like this, the track with, uh, Ed Sheeran, I wasn't a big fan of, and it did have Burner Boy. So I did have high hopes. Um, Ed Sheeran can rap. He has rapped before him and Stormzy are good friends. So I thought this would be more rap, but it is more pop. Unfortunately, um, anyone familiar with the UK rap scene will know who H is A I T C H real up and comer a lot of people are saying he's going to be the next big thing he's this little skinny white boy but he can rap I can tell you that <laughs> I really like H um, he's coming to Australia too so if you want to go see him and you're from Australia he is going I think around every major city so you should be able to get tickets um, but again this one was a little bit more poppy obviously H sort of is in that Stormzy category where it's a bit rap a bit pop <clears throat> I will play a little bit of it but uh, yeah it wasn't my cup of tea this one in particular H has got skills. H has got skills. I'll give him that. He's doing it effortlessly as well. Yeah, H is good. I'll give him that. Like, definitely like H. He's definitely one of my favorite up-and-comers there. But yeah, Ed Sheeran didn't really... He did have a verse, but I'll I'll play it. But it didn't really impress me too much. Uh, Burner Boy was on the chorus, and he did intertwine with Stormzy on his verse, but... Nothing special there, unfortunately. One of the first things I didn't love from Burner Boy. It's not really rap. Like, it's just a bit poppy. It doesn't get much better than that. Like, it's very... uh, Sounds like South of the Border. Is that a song by him? Yeah, by Ed. Oh, yeah. I've never heard it. I don't (laughs) think, anyway. Um, Yeah, Pop Boy, like I said, uh, obviously returning, uh, referencing to pop music in that... He's sort of been called a pop boy, maybe by Wiley. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, yeah, that's basically it really. But Wiley Flow, if, uh, what, what did I say was my favorite song? Audacity wasn't my favorite song. This would definitely be up there. This is one of the hard, like the way he starts each verse, I just love. Like he starts the first, if you can't do 10K first week, then I don't want to hear no chat about numbers. You men are my youngers. Um, all bracked out like grunges. And then um, oh, and then at the end, he says, if you ain't got more than five top tens, then I don't want to hear about no chat about charting. And then at the end, he says, uh, if you ain't got no platinum plaques, then I don't want to hear about, ch- I don't want to hear no chat about. And then he's like, nah, I'm joking. Because that's very hard to do, I, I believe, to get a platinum plaque. But yeah, this song just goes... Dummy hard, like. It's a disgusting beat. I think I've heard this. If you can't do 10K for a feed, then I don't want to hear no chat about numbers. 
four verses too. He went pretty hard on this. I, I really like the uh, start swinging my arms like Carlton. Start swinging my arms like Anthony. Like two um, two boxes there. I thought that was pretty oh. hard. Um, pretty hard. But yeah, this is definitely an album you should check out. It's nowhere near as good as Gang Signs and Prayer, I don't think. I think that song, um, that album rather, just had some really great hits, obviously. Um, Blinded by Your Grace. Hmm. Uh, what else was on there? Big For Your Boots, Shut Up. Yeah, just had a lot up. of bangers. This song, this album does have bangers. Like Vossy Bop uh, was like a huge hit. Yeah. Um, Big Michael, Audacity. Uh, the song with Ed Sheeran and Burner Boy is going to do numbers. Like that's probably going to boost the sales up by maybe 10, 15K. Like not massively, but like it's going to put him even further ahead. Um, but yeah, definitely check this out. It's a um, really great album. I'm only going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, because we waited so long for this, I thought it could be a little bit stronger. There's a bit too much filler through the middle that I'm not a big fan of. But, yeah, shout-outs to 8, shout-out to Hetty1, um, and who was the other feature that I really enjoyed? Uh, I think that was it, actually. Um, so, yeah, Hetty1 and H did really good on this. Stormzy did very well, too. I think this is a touch better than Skepta's, Ignorance is Bliss. Um, but much of the sameness. I think I gave them both a seven. So uh, when they finally collab, we'll finally maybe get a a good a higher score than seven. But mm. there you go. So seven. Let's get on to your review of. All right. So I did Lil Darky's new album. Lil Darky, never heard of him. This does not exist. I've never heard of him either. Yeah, I wanted to do something or someone that I hadn't heard of before because I think that's just a good way to, to discover new music. Uh, I went through a couple of artists just skimming through their albums and one caught my eye. By the name alone, I wanted to do it. And I'm very glad I picked it. Uh, whether I like it or not is a different thing, but I am glad I found Old Mate Darkie here. The first track is called Rap Music. It has a, a few stages of life. It uh the first being a very a very slappy bass that sounds like it's from um like an old rock song. This is it here. And he does like little talky things. Oh that's groovy man, is what he said. Uh, yeah, very very slappy bass. Uh. Um, uh, so yeah, like where do you sort of like, he speaks a little bit between the bass, uh, he says some things, one being like legitimate gibberish, another being for the people that, for the people that, for the people that, for the people that died. Then my favorite was, um, my mind flies, wide eyes, I cry. There you go. That is buddy wild. And I, I really like the chorus of this song. I'll play it just here. What do you think of this? <laughs> Remind me of like, um, bam, 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 bam. Hi, Betty. Gabby said it's got a very Nickelodeon feel. Reminds me of that, what I just said, the bloody bam, bam. <laughs> it does oh, sound like Betty. the bam, bam, bam. Bam, <laughs> Bloody, nah, what was the song I listened to? Um, Get Around or something like that. 
No, it wasn't that. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I don't know. Now, believe it or not, this song, and most of his songs as well, have um, a lot more than what appears on the surface. Lil Darky is just having a little bit of fun here. It's not a serious song. But I think what he's saying can be interpreted, and it can be interpreted differently between people as well. Uh, he starts the verse off by saying, Ain't nobody dance no more. And to me, that, that doesn't mean that people are more serious these days, because I don't think that's true. To me, that's a line towards growing old. Now, as you mature, you're no longer being silly. But then later on, he's got, and, I'll bet, and I bet I'll see you lurking in the corner, you whore. And to me, that doesn't mean anything. Don't know if it means anything to you or not. Um, but one line that does mean something to me is, I can't afford to be bored, which I really like. The um, Life is very limited. The sheer odds you're here right now are incredible. Why are you wasting it being bored? You know, do something. After you finish watching this episode, of course, then you can go do something. No, then go watch the other episodes. <laughs> then go watch all the other episodes. We've got a lot. And then watch all of them on clips. And then the next episode will be out. <laughs> then you have to watch that one. Then you can go do something. <laughs> um, the The verse is... More or less the same. Here's some more obvious lines like um, getting high is a lower form of life, going slower than a slug or a bug in an arachnid webs, in arachnid webs. Started turning into a New Zealander there. Webs. Uh, I'm stuck these heads in the back, pretend. But then he's got um, some other lines that are like uh, fucking with the spider, neighbor pick a daisy, kick a bucket. Don't have anything for that. I could not know. Kick a bucket. What that means. Kick a bucket means like die. Yeah, what does fuck with a spider? Pick a daisy, kick a bucket. Honestly, don't even know what that could mean. Um, it is a big album though, so it's time to move on. The second song is called Good Morning. With morning being like, you know, you mourn the dead. Good Morgan. Good morning. I think that's um, German. Good Morgan. It does sound German. I don't know if it actually is or not. Nah, what's Guten Tag? That's Isn't that thank something. you? Or hello. One of those. I think it's one of those. I think it might be hello. No, no idea. Could be thank you. Da. That's something too. That's probably just, just yes. Yes, yeah. Did I just say I think that's French? <laughs> I meant to say yes. <laughs> I know what French for yes is. Yeah, we, C. We, no, C. <laughs> yeah, C oh, is Spanish. You, you, mate, I thought you were ch- being serious. <laughs> couldn't see the cues on the facial expression. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with Good Morning, the production is very similar to something that JPEG Mafia would make. It's just got, like, less glitches. Um, after, like, half an hour of looking at the lyrics, I don't have any interpretation for them. Maybe someone else does. Maybe there isn't one. Maybe they can't even be interpreted. Uh, the chorus is, do or die, do or die, you're alive. Pussy, you won't, you won't. Uh, there's a lot of other lyrics that don't make much sense to me as well, but the end of the second verse really impressed me. I don't know how he rapped it as fast as he did. I'm going to wrap it out. I'll read it out, and then I'll, I'll try to wrap it. He said, Face the facts now. I face the pack down. I raise the dead now. You praise the lead. Pow. A son of a gun. I'm going to be not done. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm a go and run for the fun of it. Till we got no sun. 
I'm an anemone, the way I'm hugging an enemy. No, you won't see the enemy. I ain't hear what you said to me. All the people are dead to me, like the back of a centipede. I ain't run you a fan of me, or annoying me mentally. That's a penalty strike, like you're grabbing the mic. I fight. I might bite. Sight right, the light smite shite. The white engulf. Grip tight. The sulfur height of the culture gripe. You vulture. Like, how does he... He does it so fast as well. Whose mans is this? I'm going to give it a go. Face the facts now. I face the pack down. I raise the dead now. You praise the lead. Pow, the son of a gun. I'm not going to be done. I'm going to go f- go for a run for the fun of it till we got no sun. I'm an, en- I'm an anemone the way I'm hugging an enemy. No, you won't see the enemy. I ain't hear what you said to me. All the people is dead to me like the back of a centipede. I ain't run. You offend me or annoy me mentally. That's a penalty strike like you're grabbing the mic. I fight a mic. Bite sight. Right. Light. Smite. Shite. The white and golf grip, tight the sulfur, hide of the culture grip, you vulture. That was shit. I honestly don't know how he does that. What song is it? Good morning. I do want to play that. I don't know how the fuck he's done. Bless you. Uh, that is like... But looking at those lyrics, I don't really know what some lines mean. I don't know what he's trying to say as a whole, or even if he's trying to say anything as a whole. Um, like I said earlier, I think with Darkie, whatever you interpret is right. Uh, the next track is called Composition 3 in Red, White and Black. It's even more crazy. I want to play the start of verse 3 for that one. That starts at 153. Uh, this, it is pretty crazy. Uh, the chorus I really like too. Um, he says, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'll be drunk, walking steady off the alcohol and meddy. I'm addicted to not thinking. Uh, he does have a few sort of like anti-drug lines throughout. And I really like the way he delivers them. He doesn't say drugs are bad. He just insults people that does them, which I think is an A-class act. Uh, Move because you can is like a sheep song. In the chorus he says, uh, do that thing because another person said so. And he's basically saying, just think for yourself. Uh, in the post-chorus too, he says something, and I think he's referring to euthanasia with this. Uh, why, am I leave, why am I alive if I can't leave bed though? Why am I alive if I must be fed those hospital food bits stuck in my red flow? Um, moving on. Oh no, I'm not even done. Um, hospital food bits stuck in my red flow. Blood in my liver like a river till I'm dead ho. I do think he's referring to euthanasia. But moving on, the next song is called The Paint Walking. It's called that because he's got a line in there about having painted pants. So then the, the paint is walking. What a meme. I don't really know. Anyway, it's just one long verse. And I think it is like a bit of a throwaway song. It's like one of those songs. I know Eminem does this where he's just thrown common sense out of the window just to make more rhymes. Um, like he's not really saying anything that I can tell anyway, but it does sound good. Like, um, the way she play with my Vlastic pickle, I'm not very flaccid, nickel plated, fickle faded, the metal stoner grown a bone at a shower. Uh, next up, I am addicted to drugs and tired of it. This song is a little bit easier on the ears. There's no screaming or anything. He's fairly relaxed while rapping this one. And contrary to the name of the song, it's not an anti-drug track. In the chorus, uh, he does say he's addicted to drugs and sick of it as he rolls another stick of it. 
but the verses are wildly different. The second verse to me is an ode to marijuana. He says, this is an elegy to celery, a tribute to the green, a few times throughout. But the first verse is about being fake. It's about posers buying streams, deleting comments. Um, I want to read this verse out too, because this guy is legitimately talented. Uh, Spinning inverdently, grinning of no concern to me, churning my gullet, turns me, burning a metal furnace, earnest I deserve it, I sit in silence because my mind is like an accurate wordage, or maybe courage with a flourish. Rid it, spit it, it finished, then release it, plays, increase it, rinse, repeat, and don't be cheating, deleting comments, and buying interaction by packing that on the back end, and packing finances only through hacking. Your neighbor's wacker than a sack of some yak and Jack Daniels. In fact, throw it out, slowing down. What's my plan of attack? Growing sound, louder than a pound of that gasoline when it's slapping me, you're lacking tree. And passing these spliffies I've been packaging and packing in wax, whack, rappers eat crap, flack jacking in Casey shat, plastering the walls and splattering us all it's happened i smoke the shattered till i fall bitch but like that that sounds like something that m would write that is fucking insane to have plucked this fella out of thin air i'm a lucky man like the first episode of the year as well uh where is darky is next up and the man has just thrown me another goddamn curveball right when i thought i figured the man out right when i, I thought i knew what he was about he gives me this Like, he was just screaming on the last track. Now he's singing over a guitar beat with birds chirping in the background. Um, he's not a great singer, but he's definitely not bad. And as far as I can tell, the track is about a woman. He's being very honest about himself, saying he's got a lot of problems. So I think with the type of song that it is, he doesn't need to be a good singer. You know, it's, a very, it's an honest and raw song with a raw performance. It, it matches up. He's got one weird as fuck line in there, though. Mama, I'm so sorry for my species' treachery against you. Let's make love. I think he's talking about Mother Nature. Oh. <clears throat> I think he might be there. See, that's what he does to you. He says shit that means something else on surface level. When you think about it, he's spitting straight facts. Right. I hope he's talking about Mother Nature. <laughs> Uh, the very next song is back to heavy distortion and screaming. It's appropriately called Blood Money. To me, it's about some apocalyptic shit. He starts off in one verse by rapping about some current world events. Overseas or something, for God knows for what reason, pumping oil abundant, funding hunting of human people to sell more guns in, the hundred. Mum, who's bombing London, a cunt did. It's not wrong. So, yeah, basically just saying, like, shit's going down. Then in the refrain, he says, uh, Learn how to grow your own food before they stop feeding you, needing you alive, your survival is nigh. Which is making it seem like it's, you know, post-apocalyptic. He's, like, sort of foreshadowing the, the collapse of the world in the future. But then in verse 3, he says, Children bleed moving through the streets. Stupid, no, you need to do it. That's some clean shooting, toe tag, another bone... Da- Another bone bag that ain't had no chance. Dumb muddy wartime. Got a store mine. Want a saw hire. Blood money. Which sort of snaps it back. And it's just saying like, nah, this is just the hood. I think that's really clever. He sets it up thinking like, the world is falling apart. Then he says something that makes it seem like the world has fallen apart. It's post-apocalyptic. And then he just says like, nah, this is just what the hood's like. I think that's 
like really clever. Uh, the Sands of Time is up next. It's a very weird song. Almost certain this one doesn't mean anything. Maybe some lines are meant to mean things by themselves, but there's no way this one song has any meaning. Uh, I'll read out some lines. <clears throat> I've been walking the block with the pen, not rocking with my cock by the fire and pen. Sometimes I've been talking, I would rather you don't know my hand. So I'd like to rather, yeah, talk to my hand. Um, I'm robbing that cop for his pants. Don't know what that could possibly mean. Maybe they got paint on them. Uh, Dennis is acting a menace. Table tennis, ping pong, sing song. Do not talk to your dentist. Don't talk to your dentist. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that could possibly mean. Uh, it was all over a very like ethereal type synth. It sounded very otherworldly. Uh, the next track is called Ego Death. Every single song I've heard that's called Ego Death is weird. Every time. I don't know what any of the verses could be saying. Uh, the chorus just says, where did I come from? Where did everything go now? A couple of times. So that's like the only thing I can see that relates to the name Ego Death. Uh, but at one point he does say, Seagull ain't no pest. They respect the seagulls. I do have to give you him... actually do have to respect them. I do have to give him props for somehow squeezing that in. Mate, in Vancouver, or oh. maybe in Canada in general, the seagulls are seagulls. fucking huge. <laughs> they're literally... something else. They can't be just seagulls. <laughs> Our seagulls are like half that size. If you're a Canadian and you see seagulls... Mate, you're a freak. They're huge. <laughs> um, composition 11 is up next. It's a very pleasant beat. I like it a lot. Uh, it's a song about a lady just after a breakup. Uh, he says things like... Go tell your friends whatever you want, but fuck whatever you say. I think that's pretty funny. And there's this really cool bit that I want to play. This is really, really nice. It's at 2 minutes and 11 seconds. Oh, no, 18 seconds. I don't know why I said 11. That's so nice. I'm going to play that again. I really like that. That's clean. And then he's got a bloody trumpet solo in the back end of the song. This man is just wild. Every time that song comes on, I'm just waiting for that little little line, just because of how clean it sounds. On to the second last track. I am going to stop doing drugs. The old slapping bass is back. Uh, he's back to screaming. The track just details the negative things that can happen to you when you do drugs. But right at the end, you hear someone doing doing a whiz. And then he says, it's bad manners to use the restroom when you're on the phone to someone because they can hear your bowel movements. Be a good person. I do it when I pee. What, like you're on the phone to someone when you pee? Yeah, or the Xbox. But headset, got the boys on. <laughs> oh, Well, that's basically on the phone. We don't use the headsets anymore, but yeah. Not when I do the bowel movements, though. That's too far. Well, peeing you... is a bowel movement. Well, you know what I mean. Unless you press yeah, the... Definitely. I press the mute sometimes. <laughs> I've gotten to the, the point with my missus where we just shit with the door open. Nah, that's too much stank out. <laughs> right, is that your review? No, not oh, yet. Oh, you're still going. Nah, second last song talk, ends with someone... Doing a bowel movement. Yeah, being a urine. Uh, being no. a urine. <laughs> 
The very last song is called Rap Music, which was the title of the first song, but this time it's got a W in front of it because the album is wrapping up. I actually really like that. That's so... It's silly, but it's really nice. He starts the track off by saying, it's okay for music to not be about anything. Jesus fucking Christ! And then he starts the song. Don't have too much to comment on this track, but I do have a line that I really liked. Um, I put the chrome to the front of your dome and say, please stop littering and jittering so much with the finger I could touch on the trigger like the clutch switch gears ditch peers that be rolling up a dutch. I really like that. Like That topic switch was smooth. Like, trigger like the clutch switch gears. Because clutching gears are like a car. That that I really like that a lot. Uh, the album was not what I expected at all. I like that it's different. I'm very glad that I listened to it. And I think this is what JPEG Mafia wants to be. The only faults I can give this man that as a whole... The album didn't have much cohesion, like as one piece. I don't know if he wanted it to be, but I think that's what albums should be. Um, it would go from heavy metal feel to a pleasant guitar beat to experimental rap, back to heavy metal, and then like a lo-fi beat up next. Um, the album wasn't a story, so I, I don't really see any problems with switching the order of some songs around, and I think that would have improved it. But maybe he had a reason to have it the way that he did. But that's just my thinking. I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. There you go. Starting strong. Great way to start off the years. A 7 and a 7.5. Yeah. All right. What's your question for me? My question is, do you think, well, entering a new decade, I have a two-parter. Who do you think was the artist of the last decade? Of the 10s? Frank Ocean does come to mind. Right. I think I'm trying to think. Oh, Post Malone. I'm just trying to think of someone that like blew up, like really big. Denzel Curry's like getting there. I don't know. Mine is Kendrick Lamar. I think he had his best albums. That's the Pimper Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, that's my answer. That's a fucking good answer. I think he just blew up. And my second part is: Do you think? Well, this is also a two part, so it's really a three part. (laughs) Who do you think is going to be the next? And do you think they're even rapping yet? Because mm. like the decades only just it's only what well, two weeks in. To pimp a butterfly was like twenty twelve. No, no twenty fifteen. No, you're like, right. Good yeah. Kid, Mad City was twenty twelve. Yeah. So like it could be like three years, four years until yeah, someone bef- comes in. So do you think they're rapping yet? I don't think so. I think what it's going to take to make an artist of the decade is the next turn in music. And I think we're slowly transitioning into like artsy type. And that I think going to be my say too. I yeah, it could be Tyler the Creator. It could be, yeah. But I think I don't know unless he like somehow keeps up the momentum that he's got. But I think it's going to be another artist who comes in and breaks like a new wall. And you think it's he's not born yet, not well, born, but he's not rapping yet. Yes, I do think that. All right, there you go. So be on the lookout. How many years do you reckon until this next man comes? Oh, I don't know. I'll say I if someone else three and a half. coming, yeah, I'd say three to four. Yeah. Give him some time to breathe. So 2024, <laughs> we're looking at you. It could be you. It could be one of us. It could be one of us. All right. What is your question? Well, this is also a two-parter, but the first part's incredibly quick. What's your favorite Kanye song? Or just right, like one that you really like? 
run away. Would you rather run away to just play? Like, say you've got like irremovable earphones. Yeah. Would you rather that song play over and over again for every waking moment for a week, or just one full day, so twenty-four hours of Lil Xan's discography? So you get in a range of music. What twenty-four hours? Yeah. So one full day of Lil Xan, or a whole week of just the same Kanye song? No, I could do it one day. I could do both, <laughs> but one's just shorter. So <laughs> I could. I'd just do the one day. Boom. Fair enough. There you go. I I'd probably s- would as well. I'd start to like some of his music. <laughs> All right. Now, I have a new segment. Oh, wait. Do your new segment first, actually. Okay. Well, my new segment, I want to have a look at um, the average album scores that we ended up giving. Okay. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, it was like episode three or something that Jazz proposed a question to us. Yeah, one or two, yeah. Yeah. Is it better to have a longer album or a shorter album? And so, all of um, last year, well, like this, the the six, six months, I was recording the, the data of all of our album scores and the length of that album. I've got... You've got, some, you've got the numbers, Mason? I do have numbers. Here we go here. All right. So, so for a 15 to 20-minute album, mm-hmm. the average is 5.95. I think these numbers are definitely skewed by the quality. Yeah, the mu- and because we didn't review the same things, but then I think some quality artists tend to do different lengths of albums. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just all over the place. And I think I, yeah. I think I chose good albums. Yeah, I chose some part. fairly bad ones. <laughs> like I think I purposely chose albums that I knew would be good, mm. which definitely does skew the data. But let's see what the data says anyway. So a 20 to 25 minute album, the average is 6.3, and that's actually the highest. Oh, okay. 25 to 30 is 4.9. Mm-hmm. I was actually wrong about the previous one being the highest. Yep. I've just seen... Because I was going to say 30 to 35 would have been my guess. 6.8. There you go. Then 35 to 40 is 6. 40 to 45 is 6.5. I would have thought that one would be high too. 45 to 50 is 6.7. Ooh. Then 50 to 55 is 4.75. Because that one's got um, DJ Khaled's Father of Assad in there. Alright. 55 to 60 is 5.15. And I know the one for an hour plus. I don't even know if we did any, did we? I know that there was... Um, uh, Jaden's. Um, and the other one too. Uh, well, Chance there's, the Rapper. Yeah, Chance the Rapper, Revenge of the Dreamers. Um, I think that's going to be fair. Lou the well. Humans, Painkiller Paradise. Uh, Toby Lou's Live on Ice, So Much Fun by Young Thug. Uh, what, Dave East Survival. What was the score for that? 5.5 for an hour plus. So what was the lowest? Uh, it'd be f- to... 4.75, so which is 50 to 55. Oh, 50 to 55 was the lowest. Yeah. All right, and I see you have our averages there. So what yes. are our... So, for Anthony Fantano, I recorded the score as well for Anthony Fantano and Sean C, two of, I would say, the biggest album reviewers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I did only hip hop. Anthony Fantana does a lot of like rock music and stuff as well. I only did the hip hop. So this mm-hmm. would sort of help even out the, you know, picking albums that you like because then you would rate them higher. I did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So Anthony Fantano, the average score he gave is 5.51, which I think is pretty good. He gave a total of zero tens and a total of two zeros. Do you know what those zeros were? I actually don't. What about that? I, I should have. The highest he gave was a nine. Yeah, I, I don't. I should was. have recorded that. I think that. that probably was Year of the Snitch by um, Death Grips. Oh, it may have if been. That came out last year. I don't know if that came out in 2018. Actually, though. Mm. No, that would have been Igor. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Year of the Snitch maybe came out the year before then. And then uh, Sean C had an average of five point seven eight. Mm-hmm. He gave a total of one tens and one zeros. I assume the ten was again Igor. I, I think it was, yeah. That would make. And sense. I think the the zero was um, Chance the Rapper. There you go. And then you gave a total of or an average of six point five nine. I'm generous. I seem to be generous this year. Yeah. I am the highest I see. Yep, with a total of two tens. One was Igor. I honestly can't remember the other one. <laughs> well it would have to be in my top five, right? I might be able to like find it, but it might be a little bit of a cunt. And no, it's okay. I, uh, I had an average of 6.01, and I gave zero zeros and zero tens. I'll just, like, look for a 10 out of 10 score, and then your name should be at the end of it. On what? Bandana. I thought it was. That's what I thought the other 10 would have been. Yeah. I couldn't think of it in my head I was like the Freddie Gibbs one but I literally couldn't think of it <laughs> alright so there you go I was a bit generous maybe I have to be a bit harsher this year we've got the data <laughs> we do <laughs> but uh, yeah I did review a lot of albums because like, if I didn't review the Tyler or that which mm. I knew were going to be like 9s or 10s yeah like, then that, you'd that be at like it down, yeah. the 5 mark 5.5 5. yeah. because yeah. if you did one of them like you yeah, would have them a 10 and yeah. then yeah it would have all balanced out but it does depend it on who you review exactly right but I've got a last segment, and I've still is, got my discog dive. Oh, you still got but your that's discog a quick dive. one. Um, so this one is we got uh, suggested to listen to music, review music, uh, live on the show. So yeah, that's what I thought I'd oh, do. Oh yeah, that's right. So we're gonna obviously we're gonna probably have to cut the audio out. Yeah, this will be a little bit janky. So maybe you can like bleep the audio every. 15 seconds or something something like that but or you just do it all together but this one is A Sweeter Place on Selena Gomez's new album featuring Kid Cudi I've heard it's a good song okay let's have a test out Selena Gomez is hot it's hot in Australia too donate (laughs) yes alright here we go oh that Travis Scott no it sounds like Young Thug (laughs) <laughs> I've never heard a Selena Gomez song in my life She has some, some good songs I think I heard Fetish Don't even know if that's her song Never heard that I think it is I don't like the verses But this chorus is nice The chorus is nice Production's good uh, Mike yeah. Dean produced this 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's the highest in the room guy. <laughs> Work with Kanye West like his whole career. Well, I think that's basically the gist of it. Yeah. That was alright. I think yeah. it's a bit too poppy. Like, I don't think the Selena Gomez part was as good as I was expecting. I mm. think that she's just, uh, in my opinion, from this song, a little bit of a less interesting version of Ariana Grande. Um, mm. And Ariana Grande has been experimenting with uh, more trap and more rap um, in her music recently. So maybe that's what uh, Selena Gomez is doing because she does have... Um, the only other feature on this album is, so you got Kid Cudi and you got Black. So you got two sort oh, yeah. of, uh, R&B rappers. Yeah. Um, so there's always, um, she looks like she's trying to evolve and try to, um, get some more, uh, variety in her music. Mm. But from this, it wasn't too great. I did like the chorus, like Rob said. Yeah. Kid Cudi's part actually didn't blow me away. I thought it was going to be a little bit better than that, mm. but maybe it grows on you. I hear a lot of praise um, online on on my box here on my phone box. Uh, <laughs> hear a lot of praise, but I'll have to give it a, a bit more of a listen. Now, do you have a song that you want to do? One you haven't heard yet, or do you want to just move on? Do you want to do one a week, or do you want um, to do one each? I will do one each, but I don't have one this week. Uh, I got another one. Okay, I got another one then. This is another female. This is someone that's worked closely with Kanye West recently. It her name is O Seven O Shake. Oh yeah, I like um, her. And she famously put her hand on the stove to see if it still bleeds. That was her <laughs> line. But this one is called Guilty Conscience. Here we go. Cool. Oh. I like this minimalistic production. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like under her. Oh. She sounds so good. This is kind of what I was expecting from Santa Gomez. Like a bit more higher sort of vocals. I like this. I like it a lot. Yeah, I definitely think that we only listen to about half that track, but um, in the coming weeks we might listen to more. If it's These ones aren't really rap-themed, so maybe yeah. when it's a bit more rap-themed, because you can really get the gist of a song. Like Obviously, there's a bit of like chord progression and uh, sort of thematic progression as well, but... With this first time, so we thought we'd cut the songs a bit short. But yeah, next week, mm. I'm excited to see what you bring. Hopefully we don't bring the same song, that would be <laughs> awkward. But I think we're going to do, well, in my mind, we do singles that are released that week. Yeah. Sound like I a good so idea, too. that way we can get ahead and we can tell the people. Because sometimes these si- singles never get onto albums. Yeah. Or they, got onto, they get onto an album six months later or like Selena's would never review that, so... Yeah. We'll never get yeah, around same. to it. So, uh, yeah, that's that. And now let's get into Rob's Discog dive on... Iggy Azalea. On the Australian. Iggy Australia. <laughs> you think that's what it is? I don't think so. I just, I literally just made that up just now. just thought of it. I probably didn't yeah. make it up, but... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to see if she's really as bad as everyone says she is. I have heard a few songs of hers in the past, like Black Widow, Trouble... Fancy. Fancy. I think that's about it. Nah, uh, there was one more. With all the other chicks. Isn't there one where... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Black Widow. What's the one where it's like... Me, Ari and Nikki. Does that have her? No, no, that doesn't have Nikki. That's, nah, um... Like Jessie J. That's Bang Bang with like Ariana Grande. 
Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Juicy J. No, Jesse J. Yeah, Jesse J. <laughs> Juicy J. They should have had Juicy J on the remix of that. <laughs> um, so this won't be a very long segment because you very rarely gave me something to talk about. So it starts off on the new classic, released January 2014. Uh, production is all over the place. Hip-hop beats, trance, electronic, back to hip-hop, even going on fucking raster at one point. Rastafarian, Jamaican. Uh, the topics of the songs as well rarely reflected the change in production, so I don't really understand it. Uh, and a lot of the time, the, the production was not very good. I'm going to play one of her songs called Fuck Love at about 1.53. So you're expecting something to go hard here. And it's not delivered. And I don't know what the, like the, uh, uh, sound is. Uh, not very good. Um, work did have actually a pretty funny line. I will give her this. Uh, Valley girls given blowjobs for Louboutins. What you call that? Head over heels. That's actually pretty funny. It did make me giggle. But I think the biggest problem that people have with her is her voice. Her lyrics aren't that bad, to be honest. They're not good, but they're not bad. But her voice is not genuine. Um, being real is like a big part of hip-hop. No one wants a fake. And the accent she she portrays is 100% fake. Um, in one of her songs, she said the word Aussie, but she pronounced it Ozzy. Which yeah, is Ozzy and Ricky. <laughs> which is definitely an American accent. Like, it's a very heavy New York accent that she portrays. Yeah. Um, She also writes very little of her material. I noticed when looking on the genius page of uh, her lyrics, for the most part, there were like five or six people listed underwritten, even on like the solo song, so like not even a feature. And she would, again, for the most part, be in the bottom three of the writers. I don't know if they... You know, sort of um, order it in. I don't know if they put the names in order of contribution or right. not. Right, I don't think it, they do. Maybe they do. That. She was always like at the bottom. Like you had to click read more to be able to see her name under the list of writers. Um, I noticed something else as well. One thing that a lot of Iggy fans say as a defence that, like, I noticed a lot of comments down said how fast she can rap. But when she does speed up, she misses about half of the syllables. So, like, she'll skip over, like, of and the. Like, you know, sort of, like, filler words, I guess. And, obviously, that makes it faster to rap. So, that was not a very good album. It was very uninspired and very little to like. Like, I only liked that one line, and it made me giggle. That was it. Production, not good. The voice really pisses you off after a while. Now moving on to Reclassified, October 2014, just later that year. She starts the album off by saying, I'm back, had to give you guys some time to miss me. But like, that's not even that long, like nine months. For pregnancy, mate. <laughs> it is. Like, for an album, that's not very long. But uh, the first thing I noticed when looking at the Genius page of the first track is Iggy co-produced it. It was the only song on the album that was co-produced by her, and I will admit it did suit her better. It was like a G-Funk kind of vibe, and it just made her flow sound like much like bitchier and 
meaner. Like it did, I, it, I didn't mind it. Um, with the writers for this track as well, there are still four of them, but Iggy's listed as the first one. Nice. Again, don't know if it's listed in order of contribution or not. Um, one thing that became quite apparent very quickly on this album, though, is it shares a lot of the exact same songs as the last album. It really confused me at first. It's 12 tracks long, and seven are just copied and pasted from the last album. Like, so there's only five new songs. It's called Reclassified, and the first one's called The New Classic, so I thought maybe she'd change the song in some way, like change a verse, add a feature, but right. they're literally just the exact same songs. Like, who does that? What would you do if Kanye released an album and then later that year released basically the same album but with, like, five other songs on it? Man, at least I got five songs, so I'll take that <laughs> as an absolute win. That's fucking... Nah, that's, that's a miss. Um, the last album wasn't great. Maybe a three out of ten, and this one was worse. Then moving on to In My Defense, which came out 2019. I believe, like, October 2019. She had a five-year hiatus. Yeah. Fucking T.I. Fucked her up. <laughs> uh, he was probably examining her. Fucking weirdo. Oh. Fucking weird guy. Fuck you, T.I. <laughs> Fucking weird bastard. I, I did not know that um, ASAP Rocky and Iggy dated as well. Yeah. And basketball player Nick Young too. Yeah. I think she's still dating Nick Young like now. Nah, they broke up. No? Nah, they broke up. He was cheating okay. on her. <laughs> Wait, D'Angelo Russell. What a dog. <laughs> Mate, he was a basketball player and he was like... Um, like, he like leaked... Like, he was like filming in the room. Like, they were staying in like a room together or whatever. Mm. Like, Nick Young and D'Angelo Russell. And then he got like Nick Young to like admit that he was like sleeping with other girls. And then he just like leaked it. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, like to be on the same team. Nick Young's a dick for cheating too, but like, I don't know. D'Angelo Russell's a beast. <laughs> like now he is. Anyway, Nick Young doesn't even play anymore. He's that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I did lose a little bit of respect for ASAP Rocky when I learned this. But um, so yeah. In my defence, it only had one producer. Jay Wright did it. He's a trap producer, and I don't think that suits her. Every song is written by Ronnie Wright. John Turner, and then Iggy. Uh, and that was a really, really bad three-song run right at the start of the album. Uh, the second track, Clap Back, is like Lil Xan-level lyricism. Clap back, ooh. Clap back, yeah. Clap back, ooh. Clap back, yeah. Clap back, ooh. Clap back, yeah. Sally Walker is the exact same. I said, go on, girl. Do your thang. Go. Do your thang. Go. Do your thang. Go. I'm not even going to read the rest of it. It's all the exact same. And then Home Eater features Lil Yachty. I'll play that one. Lil Boat. <laughs> it does feature Lil Boat. So Home Eater. I don't know what to expect from this. Where's, when's it going to start playing again? I don't know. That's not too good. And then Lil Yachty. Mate, he jacked that off. English boy, 21 Savage. <laughs> it's quite dreadful. Um, I honestly didn't think she could get quite, like, 
I didn't think she could get worse. But in this album, she like tacked on shit lyricism as well. Uh, in Spend It, she's like, um, if I want it, I'ma get it, get it, get it. In Big Bag, she's like, I pull up with the big bag, big bag, pull up with the big bag, big bag. In Comme de Garçons, she make her vo- or she makes her voice the worst I've ever heard it. That one I'm gonna play. I don't like that. Uh, Freak of the Week features Juicy J, so I was kind of hoping for a little bit, a little bit of bounce, uh, but it wasn't. She just said Freak of the Week eight times, and then said Throw That Cash eight times. Um, the beat was trash, did not suit Juicy J at all. Um, Just Wanna is the second last track. It made me very uncomfortable. In the chorus, she whispers that she's going to put her pussy on your face. And then the last track, Pussy Pop, is the exact same, but somehow worse. She just whispers Pussy Pop like 12 times over the most trash beat I've ever heard in my life. I'll play the chorus of that one, and then I'm going to leave it there. Usually, at the end of a Discog dive, we give seven songs to, to check out. I, I don't have one. Avoid her. It's not very good. I don't know why ASAP Rocky heard her music and then said, okay, I can do this. Like, her best songs is songs with other people. Not from In My Defense. Juicy J was not good. She had, like, um a few, like, other female singers. They weren't very good either. But, like, if you go back to, like, Trouble, um, I think Black Widow is probably her best. And that's no, barely like her. That's I like Fancy. Fancy's okay. I think Black Widow is the best. But, like, that's more Rita Ora's song than oh, fancy? Iggy's. No, wait, that's not even that one. What's that one? I'll play it. I'm so fancy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah it. that's it. You already know. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's us, is it? Yes, that is yeah. us done for the week. Be sure to tune in on Friday for the show. Rob has brought the punishment this week and he will carry on doing his push-ups. But that is us. Yeah, so what did you think of the punishment that I brought? Um, it was pretty... It was extremely violent. <laughs> very very scary. I would say it's, um, it was terrifying. But wait to see what happened and who copped the most punishment or if anyone copped any punishment. Yeah. We may have avoided it entirely. Uh, we might have got 10 out of 10. <laughs> you never know. Then no one, if that ever happens, <laughs> maybe it happened. Maybe it did. All right, so be sure to tune in on Friday and then next week for my... Uh, for Well, you'll see on tomorrow's show, on Friday's show that I have a new segment and Monday yeah. we'll be going over it again. But we'll have regularly scheduled programming. But, yeah, uh, we're back to it. Back on the grind. You know. And um, little tip for you guys. For your alarm in the morning, set it to clapping. You wake up feeling good. Set it to clapping. <laughs> there you go. That's a wrap.